Blog Talk Radio. Brother, brother, there's far too many of you dying. You know we've got to find a way to bring some loving here today. Father, father, we don't need to escalate. For only love can conquer hate You know we've got to find a way To bring some love and kiss here today Pick it light and pick it fast Don't punish me with brutality Talk to me so you can see All right, how's everyone going out there? This is Amir Brown, host of the Great Liberators Radio Show. We're back. We're back in effect. Um, I'm going here with my co-host, uh, Kenya White. Kenya, are you there? Hello? Yeah, I'm having a little technical difficulties. All right. Um, I'll wait, wait, try and get Kenya in, but yeah, we're, Great Liberators Radio is, is back. Uh, we were off last week. We're, we're back in effect. The topic for today is black male privilege in the black community. Um, that's a it's a it's a touchy topic, and it causes a lot of consternation um, within the black community, especially from from um, from black men. Okay, I think I have Kenya right here. Yeah, Kenya? Hello? Hello, Kenya? Hey, yeah, I, I, I don't know what happened. I, it was, we were having the, uh, some te- technical difficulties. How, how are you? I'm great. Sorry about that. How are you? Oh, I'm good. I'm good. You know, we was off last week. We're back in effect, ready to, ready to tackle this topic. I really wanted to tackle it last week, but I said uh, I'll just wait, you know, to, to really delve into it um, this week and because, you know, there was an, an article that came out um, some months some months back that said that uh, black men were the white people of um, of the black, black community, and I remember I remember when that when that article came out, it was funny to me because that was that was something that I had noticed that a lot of times when you when you when you like speak with just you know, black men, and I'm talking about mainly on, you know, social media. Um, a lot of their their views and the things that that they say is lockstep with with uh, white male rhetoric. 
Um, mm-hmm. I, I think we have to acknowledge the fact that um, the value system of, of black men, generally speaking, is, is aligned for the most part with the value system of, of white men. And, 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 and it brings uh, to mind the idea of how, you know, of how we, we um, demonize feminism as black men within, within the black community. Because, matter of fact, our last show, which was um, the interview with Dr. Randy Short, you know, mm-hmm. he went into um, feminism and he, uh, you know, expressed his distaste for it, his, not, not even his distaste, his downright disdain for it. And I remember one of the, the, um, the, the reasons he cited was because he, didn't, he wasn't comfortable with the idea of white women informing black women on how to engage and, inter- and interact with, with black men. And I, and I get that, but the problem is, is that is when we try and pretend as if white men didn't influence the way that, that we engage and interact with black women as black men. You see, right. so because the entire American society is predicated upon male dominance, androcentrism, and um, in, a, in a, a subservient state, a subservient state of women. That's just, that's just generally speaking. And, and, the, and the question becomes, because we, we, we all understand uh, what, you know, what racism is and that it exists and how it, and how it functions, but the question becomes, is racism enough to neutralize the, 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 the uh, male privilege that, that men uh, exercise and have access to within a male-driven society? That, that's, that's the question, and I think that there has to be an honest uh, dialogue a, a, around that, that question, but it, and it has, to be, it has to be honest. And I think too many times we use racism uh, or, or what we call white supremacy as an excuse not to tackle sexism in the black community. And many, there's this, this, this sense or this feeling uh, by many that if we, if we were to tackle sexism within the black community, it would be a detriment to, uh, to black men uh, and it would, it would emasculate them. I think that I think that's that that's the sense. It's, it's not something that that we communicate, but it's something that exists within our social cognition. Um, what what are some of your your thoughts on uh, on the topic? Well, I got to get uh, and, and, uh, before you answer that question. Um, mm-hmm. Let me announce the calling number. The calling number is six four six five six four nine eight five eight five eight. If any, if there are any listeners out there that want to call in and 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 have a question about the topic or uh, or a comment, uh, you just call in and and hit one, and that'll bring you in my queue. We also have a. We're going to be joined by a guest co-host, um, ML Smith. I'm waiting to get her in. Um, but what what were you going to say? I was just going to say that trying to get a some men to talk about this issue is almost as hard as trying to get a white person to admit to racism, you know. Right. So in that way, even though they try to deny it, when they are denying it, they sound exactly like white people who know that there is an oppression of black people and there has historically <laughs> have been. But 
still trying to deny that it's existing or that the fact that it does exist is affecting anyone, you know, in you know, in a negative way. And it is. Right. You know, it is. And or you get the ones who will admit that it exists and there is a, a privilege, but then it's like, well, you know, but that's just the way it is. And that's the way it has been for so long, you know. And right. my answer to them right. when they say that is that there were a lot of things that were the way they were for a very long time, for as long as they were that mm. way. But that doesn't mean that it was right. right or that it shouldn't be changed or that we cannot change it. Okay, right. That's that's, that's right. And, I, I, you know, I wholeheartedly um, agree with that. And because, you know, here, like here's the thing, because even when – um, we talk about you know what, what white privilege and what it is. Many white people will um, they'll they'll try and deflect by saying things like, "Well, ha, ha, privilege? What white privilege? Uh, I'm not rich. Uh, where's all this this, suppo- this supposed money I'm getting from being white? You know, they'll make it. They'll automatically make it an economic an economic thing, so they can use that use that to deflect. But and and, and, and here and this is where the rubber meets the road with how we with how we quantify and qualify what, what privilege is because privilege does not have to be financial. It does not have to be economic. It does not, it does not have to be finite or quantifiable. Privilege can, can, can be a function of psychology, and it can be a function right. of thought process. It can be a function mm-hmm. of, uh, of, co- of culture and cultural norms and, and the way we socialize with, with, uh, within that culture. And uh, and that's something that W.E.B. Du Bois quantified very well when he called it the psychological wage of whiteness. Because the one mm-hmm. thing that the, the lowest, poorest white person knows is that they exercise a psychological uh, benefit by not being categorized as black or by not being categorized as, for the lack of a better term, uh, a nigger. So that, that in and of itself is, is privilege. Right. I understand. So th- this whole thing, where the, and, that, and that's something that Dr. Tommy Curry uh, talks about. Talks about at length. He talks about the um, the empiricism of black male privilege and how it and how there there aren't any uh, empirical um, examples we can use to to quantify what black male privilege is. And 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 my response to Dr. Tommy Curry on that point is I will concede that point because privilege does not have to be empirical. And it does not have to be rooted in empiricism. We can right. we can see the examples of black male privilege function in the way that in in, in the way we use colloquial euphemisms when we talk about yeah. terms like fat, or when we talk about terms like bitch or terms like hoe. These terms have been have, have totally replaced um, terms that we use to describe uh, and, and ascribe to black women. And that is a that is a that is a privilege that we exercise culturally as black men. I re, I remember uh, specifically in the '90s growing up, and every we didn't differentiate between um, what what young black girl was a thought or which one wasn't. It's, it's, our, our thinking was okay, she's gonna be a thought when I get finished with her. So we gotta <laughs> say, we gotta talk about these things, you know. Uh, in, in, in a way that in a way that's honest, if we want to make real headway, I, I have um I have ML Smith here. Let me bring her in. That's okay. our guest co-host. Mm-hmm. Hello, M- ML, you there? Hello. Yeah, I'm here. Can you hear me? 
Yeah, I can hear you. Hey, ML. How are yeah, we? Hi. How are you guys doing this evening? Great. Oh, we we're doing okay. We we get we get we getting it cranked up. We actually have a call on the line. I'm I'm gonna bring them in in a second. Uh, area code three one three. I'll I'll bring you on in a second. I'm gonna let uh, ML come in and, and give her her um her opening thoughts on the topic. Um, the, ML. The topic for today is is black male privilege in the black community. What's some of the things that you noticed um about this this phenomenon? Well, um, I'll start out by saying that when you mention words like privilege, like you said, people attach certain uh, uh, thoughts to them, usually financial. Um, back right. a few months ago, there was, an, there was an article, and it was called Black Men or the White Men or the White People of the Black Community. And black right. men were in an uproar about this because they said, which is true, we have no power in mm. society, we're incarcerated, we're killed, you know, we, we don't own, mm. you know, we don't own anything, and, and that, that is all true. And what I explain right. is, and, and I read the article extensively, it had nothing to do with how much money you made or what you right. owned mm. or if the cops, you know, shot you in the street. That's not at mm. all. The point is, with, right. you know, we are community, black people, we are community. Within your mm-hmm. four walls right. in your home, okay, mm-hmm. dealing with you, mm-hmm. your woman, wife, girlfriend, whatever you want to call her, and your children, that's where the dynamic of um, male privilege comes in, not just in your home, but within your right. community and your society. It has nothing to do mm-hmm. with exactly. going to work. It has nothing to do with going to work, nothing to do with um, owning a company, buying a business. It has nothing to do with any of that. We're talking about just within our community, black men, um, and, and as far as what they do is being dismissive. You know, like you tell a white person something right. about racism. Oh, you just tripping. You, um, you know, I didn't mean it like that. Uh, you took it the wrong way. Right. We're not racist. Mm-hmm. This is what black men do to black mm-hmm. women um, with their thoughts and um, their opinions. Dismiss them. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, at, right. uh, a week or so ago, I, I, I post a lot of stuff about our community, and mm-hmm. 90% of the stuff I say is not about me. But I worked in social services for years. I volunteered and mm-hmm. did a lot of different things. So a lot of times when I say stuff, it's about the advocacy work I do. So, you know, and I, right. I say different things, and, and a man came on and said to me, uh, well, you just mad at the man, the, your ex. You need to just pick a new, you know, different man. And I'm thinking, why is what I'm talking about, why is your mind going through I'm talking about a man? But if a man says to me, because right. I work with father's rights, I work with father's rights in child support right. system. Um, if a man says mm-hmm. to me, my ex, you know, she went and got child support on me and taking all my money and da 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 da. I know the system of family court is messed up. I don't say to him, right. "Oh, you just mad at your ex because she broke up with you." I don't do that. I don't right. dismiss somebody's uh, experiences with some BS about they may. And he might be mad at the woman. I, they got they has nothing to do with the point of our conversation. He, right. he very well may be upset with her, but because we speak about right. something, it's not always. Oh, that man hurt you. Like we can't talk about our community, our greater. It, it, we we don't live in a vacuum. Okay, we don't live, you know, um, alone. We we didn't get to this place by ourselves, and we're not going to get out of it by ourselves. So this this mindset of, you know, that's just what you dealt with. It, it's it's all of us, and you know, black men have to understand this privilege. Um, it is about our community. It has nothing to do with 
society, like white people say, you know, you say I got but white you know privilege, what? I'm not rich. Then nobody say you was rich. Right. But, here, but here's the thing, because, uh, right, but let me say this, because here's, here's the thing, and this is basically um, the best way to quantify what privilege is. Privilege mm-hmm. is synonymous with entitlement. That's what privilege. Exactly. That's what privilege is. It, it's 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 entitled. Mm-hmm. It's uh, a sense of entitlement. And in the black community, there there is a sense of entitlement by uh, by black men that mm-hmm. we deserve certain um, treatment, na- mainly from black women, mm-hmm. even even when we haven't demonstrated uh, uh, an ability to gain or earn. That treatment. For instance, there are several yeah. uh, posts and memes I've seen saying things like, "If if a, how how does how can a black woman want want black men to respect her if she doesn't respect herself?" And 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 the image will be a woman, you know, in a provocative pose or uh, dressed a certain type of way. Um, all the, mm-hmm. you know that whole uh, dynamic. That when you when you engage in that thought process, you're demonstrating a, 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 a privilege or a sense of entitlement where you 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 feel so entitled that you can determine your level of respect for that woman, irregardless of the irregardless of the fact that she's a human being, as as if somehow mutual respect is is not. Um, predicated upon our humanity, as if it's as, yes. as if respect shifts and and is filtered through through gender. So that that that's a privilege that 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 we exercise as as black men all the time. So I don't need any empirical data point for that. I see you I see you engaging in the privilege all the time. But then when yeah. but then so what you're saying what you're really saying is it's fine for you to. To profile black women based on their dress, based on their on, on their speech, based on their uh, their their aesthetics, the way the, the way they might wear their hair. But then, if the if the cops profile you based on your aesthetics and the way you speak and problem. the way you talk, you have a problem with it. But uh, right. let me get this exactly. call in because they've been holding for a minute. I'm bringing your yeah, caller three one three. Oh, hey, yeah. I'm from uh, Michigan. Call hey, yeah. Okay, what, what's your name? So, um, it's Ashley. Say that again? It's Ashley. Hello, Ashley. Ashley. Okay. Oh, yeah, you're, you're, you're on live with the Great Liberators. Um, you had a question or a comment? I have a comment. Comment. My mine okay, is a little bit little bit different on, on an aspect of the privilege thing. I'm going to take it a little further, kind of back here. Okay. I realize this big come in as far as uh I grew up in a huge family of four brothers and I'm one sister and I, I realized the treatment around when I hit teen years of how differently right. the males in my family got treated as far as the women. This is something I see that right. is causing like a big issue as far as the young adults out here, young twenty something year old black women, they come out of the mm-hmm. world here so messed up because the coddling that goes on for the sons and the privilege they get right. there is so blown right. up in households there. They don't have any uh, sense of you got to do household stuff. Their aggression is excused. They can be mad. They can be angry. They, you know, that's excused with the parents right. a lot. And I'm not saying that's privilege, but I, I, I noticed a lot of, uh, I'd say, uh, 
but I wanted to participate and stuff in school. My parents kind of more so banked on the fact that, hey, you're a woman. You'll just get married. You don't have to buy you a car. You don't really have to focus on you getting a mm-hmm. career because you get married. Mm-hmm. You're, you're a girl. When I have brothers in the same right. day and same age, you know, they can come and go as they please. You know, basically it's a classic argument of I have a dad putting a shotgun up to me on the night of prom while telling my other brother to use condoms. Right. right. And, oh right, my goodness. Right. Oh my that's goodness. A, that's you know, a, that's um, a, uh, that is such a great. I'm sorry. That's, I was yeah, just that's saying, that's, that's such a great comment, such a great uh, thought. We we do think, and you know what I think a lot of that is, men. It's guilt because they remember 20 years ago what they did to somebody else's daughter. Mm-hmm. Okay. So when they have a daughter and they right. see she's 16 and 17 and she got on this tight dress. They thinking in their head, oh, I remember me and whoever, and mm-hmm. oh, they, they, right. it's, it's funny. No one can do to your child or your mother, your sister, what you can do to other people. You know, right, uh, right. You, you and, can and, do and, like and you know what? And, uh, go ahead. Oh, go ahead. No, I was um, going to say well, I remember I being say. a teenager. Um, I remember being <laughs> a teenager, and my brother had a friend. You know, my brother, he was a teenage boy. He was doing the same with his friends. And he had one friend that I thought was cute and I liked the guy. I'm like three years younger than my brother. So this particular guy asked my brother, could he talk to me, you know? And my brother was like, no, you know, whatever. And so later I asked my brother, I was like, why can't I talk to this guy? Oh, he this and he that. I said, well, he your friend. He do the same things you do. It's all, right. He ain't doing it mm-hmm. to your sister, but you can do it to somebody else's sister. What? what, what? Right. So I, I love my brother to death, don't get me wrong, but I didn't have that much respect for him because – the same way you feel about me, the next man is going to feel about his sister, and and, and so on and so forth. So it's kind of like we 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 divorce ourselves from our collectivism. We divorce ourselves from our community. Do, do you and and get it off? But somebody come and do your family member like that. Oh, we got to go to war. We got to get the shotguns out. We got that, black men need to treat every woman as sister figure or mother figure. And if we did that, it would be. Everything would be a lot better, but that's not how we do. We're so right. That that I mean that's a, um and that and that's what we have to what we have to get to is the cultural norms that um that we've that we've adopted. And and one thing I've consistently said, and I've said often, and I'll keep saying is that normalcy does not equate to functional, nor does it equate to to, to functionality. And so we've normalized. Dysfunction. We have a we have a, a a normalized dysfunctional family dynamic, and it all starts with the way that we socialize boys and girls. Um, because, like, even and I had this conversation with uh, with a brother this morning. Um, like, for instance, we'll tell you know young girls, our little daughters, we'll we'll tell them to sit you know sit like a lady, sit like a princess, sit with your legs closed. Which I mean, mm-hmm. you know, that's fine. But we don't tell tell our sons, you shouldn't you shouldn't be staring down a woman's crotch anyway. <laughs> like we don't even we just told we we act as if that's a foregone conclusion as, as if that behavior is normal. But I bet you, yeah. if a man sitting with his legs wide open, you're not gonna stare down his crotch. <laughs> you know what I'm like we're not gonna tell <laughs> we're not gonna tell him sit like a lady. You know, we're not gonna tell him sit like a princess or sit like a king. You know. And um, but here's you know something else I, I noticed, and it, this this is something I noticed with the uh, Umar Johnson Tariq Nasheed uh, fiasco. Um, mm-hmm. 
uh-huh. you know, as they were trading, you know, trading shots and, and doing their best to outdo each other with, with to seeing who can um, insult each other the, the, the worst, I noticed that the majority of their insults centered around um, femininity. And, and so, for instance, they say like, oh, man, well, you, you, he, he, this this nigga got think like a woman, you know stuff like that. So see, because so, so when you when you say things like that, it it you're, what you're what you're doing is you're expressing a thought process that says women are, are automatically inferior. They're automatic. Right. They're automatically inferior when we talk about intellectual intellectual and cerebral capacity. Um, they're they're inferior when we when we talk about emotional stability. In every in every way we see them as as inferior. And so because of that, we use them as the butt of our jokes. And and that's something I, I've said. The uh-huh. black the black female image has been under attack ever since we uh hit the shores of the shores of, of America. And another mm-hmm. thing that like even when we talk about privilege, you know, we are we every all of us understand the raw deal that black men get. And we understand that it that it's hard being being a black man and that many times black men are victims. They they can be victims of, of black women and sometimes they are victims of black women. They they can be victims of the system of white supremacy and many times they are the victims of of white supremacy, so forth and so on, and so and so, with that victim, with that victimized stigma, comes a certain level of privilege, because as a victim, you can never really be critiqued as a victim. We can't, so we can't, we can't victim blame you per se. So if we talk about the failures of black men, that that we fail to. Certain things and, and we failed to do, and certain adequacies we had. And they'll say, "Well, wow, well, you just you you man bashing," but that's not the, the issue. Is is the critique valid or not? That's the issue. Mm-hmm. And so that's what this is what I'm always perplexed when they say things like, "Like, well, can we hold black women accountable for anything?" I mean, I'm like, in what ways have black men held been held accountable that black women haven't? I, I still don't. I'm still waiting for an answer for that. I mean, because when they say that, they're saying it as if black women have been given some pass, and I don't see that. I bet you there's right. no empirical data to show this 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 mythical pass you're talking about that black women get. Black women mm-hmm. get a, a harsher deal in the system of white supremacy than black men do. But because the the the, the pro black movement has has dominated the narrative for the last thirty or thirty or forty years, and they've centered everything around the targeting of the targeting of the of the black man. We've ignored the black woman, and what and, and what we do is we automatically make it seem like what's good for the black man is good for the black woman, as if the black woman isn't her own independent corporeal being. That's right. and, that, and that's the thing that that that, that gets to me. You can't have an impact in family unit by filtering the value through, through one through one member of the family unit. That's not going to work. Mm-hmm. That is not going. That's not going to work. Um, but I wanted to, uh, Kenya. What are uh, some of the other things you've noticed about uh, about um, black male privilege? Well, what I've noticed is that um, when a lot of black men are speaking of 
the way things were, you know, um, as far as black families and black marriage and stuff, they they often like to look back with wistful nostalgia to, you know, the good old days before feminism or whatever. Mm-hmm. And they are ignoring the reality that, you know, a lot of times it was not that those women were so much better than the women of today at being wives. It's mm-hmm. that those women right. were willing to, for lack of a better phrase, take L's so, you know, to keep the family together. Oftentimes women right. sacrifice their own happiness for the happiness mm-hmm. of the husband and then the children. Right. The husband to be able to right. do whatever he wanted to do, exactly the way he wanted to do it without fear of losing his family. So, you know, unless mm-hmm. he was just, you know, a good person and motivated to do it right. on his own, there was really no motivation for him to treat you, quote, unquote, right. You know, and then as far as right. the children, um, you know, they would get to be happy by being in the home with their father, which, you know, is great for the children. But I think we completely gloss over the fact that it does matter what emotional and mental state the mother is in. If she is constantly suffering from, you know, emotional traumas or turmoil, depression, those kind of things, you cannot be at your best and be a, a fully capable, fully functioning mother and a good role model and all the things that a woman needs to be for her children, you know, a good female role model, the epitome of class and poise and grace and femininity. And, you know, she needs to be all of these things. She has to be everything to everyone at all times. And there is never any attention paid to what she needs to be able to function in that capacity. Right. That's, 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 uh, that's spot on. We we have another caller. Um, I'm going to bring them on. They want to make a comment. Okay. Yes, 901. Hey, y'all. Um, hey, Asia. Hey, y'all. Oh, hey, hey, Asia. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, Asia. How are you? Wanna make, I'm good. I want to say two things, y'all, and then I'm going to get off the phone. Um, first, I want to okay. talk about what Ms. Smith was saying. I want to kind of add to that. Uh, black men were asked, uh, um, on a post one day, they were asked, did they want their daughters to be submissive? And guess what they all mm. of them said? No. no. <laughs> and guess what their reason mm. was? Because a submissive woman is prey. This came from them, not me. I didn't say it. This came from black men. Right. So I said, I said, okay, since you guys feel that way, that's perfectly fine. But um, I have a question. Um. Why is it that y'all keep trying to push submission down other black women's throats, but you mm-hmm. don't want your daughter to be submissive because you just said yourself that a submissive woman becomes prey, but you want mm-hmm. to make someone else's daughter prey? Exactly. And the other thing I wanted to say wow. was that um, <laughs> the other thing I wanted to say was um, what had um, the other day um, this guy he. 23 years old, and he was just saying, you know, he wanted to have a child. He's not married or nothing like that. He was like, I just, he was like, I'm really at a point where I want a child. Do y'all think 23 is a good age? And um, the guys were like, I mean, yeah, if you financially stable, you can, yeah, you can do it. And like two women were like, well, wait a minute, you need to uh, get married first, you know, before you have a child. Mm-hmm. And so right. I was like, well, I mean, the post, everybody, 
most of the guys were just, you know, they was with them like, hey, if you can afford it, hey, do it. And I said to myself, I said, if a woman makes a post about mm-hmm. having a child and not being married, oh, my God. They're going to drag her from oh here. And I was attacked <laughs> for that, but he didn't want no, he didn't, he didn't, he's not married. He's 23 and he wants to have a child. Nobody, only people mentioned marriage to him was two black women. It's like, well, right. wait a minute, you need to get married. But if a woman talks about right. having a child without being, she better not even have no children without being married. Mm. It's going to mm. be a problem. Right. But when a man right. talks about it, it's nothing wrong with that, as long as he's financially stable. Wow. And that's a profound. Well, uh, uh, just to piggyback off that, thanks, thanks, for, the, thanks for the call, Asia. Um, You're welcome. Just to, piggy, to, to, to piggyback off of that, um, that that that's something that that they routinely do. Like even when we, you know, we blame uh, the single mother phenomenon for the ills that exist in many of the the inner cities across across uh, America, as if matriarchies uh, inherently produce um, degeneracy. When 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 that's not the issue facing many of these inner cities in in these in these ghettos. That's not mm-hmm. the the, uh, the 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 cause. We, the the cause is economic uh, deprivation. Number one, that 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 that's the main cause. So there's no inherent benefit to a male a male headed household if the male is rendered ineffective systematically. There's no inherent benefit mm-hmm. to that, and that goes back to that sense of entitlement. You having a phallus. Does not in, does not entitle you to to power. It does not entitle you to um, to to a to a family. Nor does it entitle you to submission or respect from a woman. And 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 that's something I've I've said too. That we have to what we have to develop uh, as a community is is a manhood dynamic for black males. That's what that's what we need to be focused on because you know we put all this emphasis in. Uh, value on on masculinity, but masculinity without the benefit of of manhood is moot. It doesn't it, it it serves no purpose if there's no power dynamic in place that that allows those masculine men to execute their will and their purpose. And so that's something that wow. um you know that we need to. You know that that we that we need to talk about, and 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 so at the end of the day, like I said, it goes back to um, uh, that sense of in, that sense of entitlement, and what Asia brought up was a is a prime um, example of that. And there are several several other um, double standards that that we use. Um, another thing I noticed too, like even, you know, right, we just talk about polyg- polygamy. Um, Okay, if if you want to be if you're a man and you desire to have two wives or three wives or whatever, or whatever the case is, then do that. I mean, like, why do you feel the need to try and browbeat and shame sisters who obviously aren't comfortable with it, who obviously aren't interested in it, into doing it? And 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 then the argument you'll make, and the argument that they tend to make is, well. I mean, monogamy not working for us because it, 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 the women outnumber the men, and we know the reason why the women outnumber the men is because your system is because you're systematically targeted. 
That's why the women outnumber yeah. the men. The women outnumber the men because you are systematically targeted. I, there's an article that the New York Times did, and it showed that in in many of the major urban city centers, the, there's a there's a deficit of, of of black men, meaning there's not enough black men circulating in that given city. And when you and but when you look at it uh, at, at at white predominantly white areas the dynamic is switched. There's, there's, there's oftentimes more men, more white men than white women. So we know that the, the, the deficit of black men is, is engineered. It's, it's systematic. So, so yeah. what your response to that is, goes, going back to this sense of entitlement, is, is because this white man is on our ass. He's mass incarcerating us. He's, he's killing us. He's rendering us ineffective and and um and uh incapable of 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 living up to our, to the true meaning of our of our manhood. We we entitled to all these women who who gonna be without a man. You're not gonna be able to find a man, so you should just you should just get with me because it's this the best it's gonna get. That's that's privilege right there. That's that's using that victim stance to ingratiate uh those women to yourself instead of dealing with the with the root cause of of your deficiency, which is the system. Uh, you're going to say something, ML? Yeah, yeah, I I really believe that our focus should not be on sex and intimacy. Intimacy, not everything is geared towards intimate, um, you know, unions. Like like I said, when I say something, the first thing people want to say is, oh, your ex did that. I'm not talking about any intimate relationship. I'm not talking about me and a man. I'm talking about black people as a community. Everything in our mind, right. it goes back to sex. Like you, you made a post one day and said, can we come up with some solutions that don't involve a dick? I mean, like, really? Can we have some type of something? <laughs> right, even, even, exactly. an issue with, even an issue with hair weave. And I'm going to tell you something. Every time a man says to me, I don't like hair weave, that tells me hair weave doesn't make your dick jump. That, that's what they're saying. You're not attracted to right. hair weave. So no right. matter what I do, it's something that if, 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 you know, whatever it was, made you attracted to a woman, that's what she needs to do, regardless of if it hurts her. That's just like butt injections and, and breast implants. That stuff is killing women. But you like that? You ain't told no woman to stop putting that shit in her ass because you like it. Okay? Mm, I, right. can put, I can work weave all day, but uh, uh, the women who running around the Instagram models with these huge asses, yeah, yeah, ain't, I ain't seen a man yet say that's unhealthy. She shouldn't be doing that. Right. When it comes to that, they ain't telling them being in a natural state when it comes to that, huh? No, no, no. no. When, it's making, when, it's, when, it's, when it's attracting him, it's not, it, it, and there are women who have died. Actually, um, a person who injected women with stuff and killed one lady just died in prison uh, this, this past week or so. Women have died behind that. But that, that's nothing wrong with it, perfectly fine, because we're going to go ahead and, you know, but but we oh I don't like we 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 don't make my dick jump with big heart so you need to stop doing that. But ass injections you right. go right ahead because I can I can deal with that. I, I'm just tired of it. I'm tired of the hypocrisy. I'm tired. The, the sexualization of everything is a problem for us. We like like black men want the society to see them as humans and not to shoot them on sight. We want to be seen as humans and not when you look at us 
how to get some pussy? How, how do I get you to a, a, a point where you will have sex with me? That's a problem. Right. It, it's a problem. Right. You know, and, 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 and you know what? what? I'll go ahead. Go ahead. No, I wanted to Can say you, did you something have any, about did you have anything to add? Yeah, well, remember when Asia was talking about um, the, the men mm-hmm. don't want their daughters to be submissive? Um, I, I really right. find that so, so just, you know, I, I know men. I've I met men, and I know men who say, you know, a friend of mine, he, there's a story. We stopped to get gas. My son's dad, we're, we're friends now. My son is 23 years old. We've been friends for years. So we stopped to get mm-hmm. gas. I don't pump gas when I'm with a man. I'm sorry. I'm just not going right. to do it. Okay. He's right. known this. I've right. known the man for 25 years, so he knows this. So we pull up to the gas station. His nine, he has a nine-year-old daughter, you know, by somebody else or whatever. And we're at the gas station, and, and he go in to pay for the gas and come back out, and he pumps the gas. So I'm in the car talking to his nine-year-old daughter about being a lady, and, you know, um, men do certain things. You can do certain things. This is, a, you know, you have to reciprocate. You have to do for him, you do for you. Y'all make a, a, right. a, a family that way. You know, I'm talking his nine-year-old. He gets back in the car, right. and he tells her, don't listen to her. You don't need no man but your daddy. You you don't need a man. You, 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 you Ain't no man got to do nothing for you in life. You you, you got your daddy. I said, so what? why are we telling what? What are you doing? Mm. <laughs> you, you can't right. raise your daughter to think like that. Now, of course, you don't want her with anybody. You have to teach her how to choose the right person. You don't say, I've been right. saying, I think the first person I've said, heard say that stuff to their little girls, oh, uh, you don't need no man to do nothing for you because you got your daddy. What type of mess is this? Right. But, we're, right. but then, here's the I mean, thing. I, and women do have issues. So here's the thing. When these women are growing up, feeling like they entitled to your money and you're supposed to do for them and they ain't got to do nothing for you and all this stuff that men complain about, you're raising those right. same women. Right. You're raising yeah, that's, those Yeah, I mean, that's, uh, that's true. But let me, let me say this because something else I noticed, and it, it goes back to what you said when we talk about everything revolving around sex and the way that we over-sexualize um, black women in, in the, black, the black female image. Any value that we that that we ascribe to black women, it has to deal with their their sexuality, and a prime example of that is this argument I oftentimes I hear many black men make, and uh, many so-called black scholars make make this same argument and this same assertion. They'll say things they'll say things like, "Well, they they, they let the black women get all get all the corporate jobs because." You know, the, those black women are less threatening, they're more softer. And, you know, many, and you, I've even heard Tariq Nishi say this, you know, many times that black woman is smashing, uh, is smashing that white boss. And, and, and so when, when you say that, all you're doing is reducing her down to a, to a sexual object as if the woman's grit, determination, intelligence, wisdom didn't get her didn't get her to that position. A prime example of 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 that is the way we'll vilify someone like Oprah Winfrey, Oprah Winfrey, but we'll sympathize and empathize with someone like Bill Cosby, who, for 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 all the these uh, conspiracy theories, was drugging women by his by his own by his own admission. He was at, he was giving them quaaludes. 
so right. we'll 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 demonize Oprah as somehow being a as somehow being a sellout, but we'll give a pass to Bill Cosby when he was engaging in what he was engaging in in the Playboy Mansion. See these right. these, these things are are all within our within our uh, social cognition, and they influence both both the black men and the black women. Where many times you'll have black women who take on the uh, the disposition to, to, to this topic and, and many other topics within the black community, they'll take on the disposition of, uh, of, of, of black men. And what it goes back to is the way we quantify and qualify and filter our, our manhood. And, and not only our manhood, but also our masculinity. What we have to understand is that, is that within every culture, but particularly in Western in, in Western culture, manhood was was intricately tied to your uh, your class status and your citizenship status, and and the way you were able to move and function within the social, economic, and political arenas. And so, because black men have been systematically kept out of that, kept uh, they've been controlled. In those in those areas, we've looked for and we've op- over sought to open overcompensate for our uh, our manhood and our masculinity by the way we interact and treat and view our women. And this is how come the the pimp caricature is is venerated because the pimp speaks to something that 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 we desire but are shut out from. And so as a result of that. We uh, glorify the ability of a man to get and misuse a woman to empower himself, and this is how come it goes back to the point that Asia brought up when she said that when when they asked how many of y'all men want to submit a daughter, they they, they said no because she's going to be a prey. So if there's if there's no issue with the way that that we as black men interact with interact and view black women. Why? Why are you saying she's going to be a prey? A prey for who? If, if we're not talking huh. about uh, her being a prey for, for for black men who we socialize to be predators, she, so so like when Tariq Nasheed writes his book called The Art of Macking, and he and he said it uh-huh. um, he said it himself. Macking is just is just the art of talking to women. Um, he, in, in the art of macking, he said well, you know that's just the art, macking is the art of talking to women. What all that book is doing is teaching men on how to how to how to be a pre- how to be a predator for women. Right. That's what, that's that's all we're, that's all we're talking about, and that dynamic has oriented the entire black male experience for at least the last thirty or forty years, and it's so normalized and so ingrained within the within, within our social spaces spaces and, and within the culture, we don't even see anything wrong with it. We have another caller, caller one eleven. I'm gonna bring you on. Um, before I do that, Kenya, did you have anything to add? Yes, I did. Um, but if you wanted to go ahead and take the caller, because um, okay, I, I could... have a, a few comments. Okay. 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 Uh, caller 111, I'm bringing you on now. Yeah, caller. You know, I've been listening. Hello, this is Lady. I've been listening for about 30 minutes. And I'm glad you're okay. here on. About you having a show and expressing your perspectives and uh, knowledge about the subject because I see it coming to a big head for uh, black um, couples, black families, and therefore black communities. 
there's um it's growing uh the trend of black women um being so mm-hmm. turned off toward black males that they are looking mm-hmm. elsewhere and i uh, there's some i've checked out a couple of uh youtube um uh clips um there's uh mm-hmm. a, a number of black youtube sites where there are black women mm-hmm. that um are advocating leave black as fans <laughs> you have given right. enough you become your mamas, your grandmothers, your aunties, sisters, everybody, you have been mule for the black male, and, um, and it's time to put the load down and, 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 not, and leaving the mule uh, designation in the dust mm. and um, blossom and grow and become women that, that you want to be. And you're not going to find mm. it by engaging, continuing to engage and be oppressed by you know, um, black people that are not uh, trying to improve themselves. So, you know, right. it's just a false sense of masculinity, this whole image of being players and pimps and hustlers. You know, anytime anybody mm-hmm. wants to empower themselves by through manipulation, abuse, and oppression of anybody, um, that's not real empowerment. That's not self-empowerment. And you, all you're right. doing is creating a lot of problems that you're going to leave, and you're going to leave a whole train load of problems that affect people uh, for generations to come. So I just feel that the black uh, man overall, we know the problems, we know what has happened instead of, um, you know, understanding that. They can stop all the reasons, but what their actions have been, a lot of them very destructive, and um, mm. they've created just far too many problems. And instead of getting together as men and problem-solving, coming up with a plan that you execute for yourselves and your family, you've, you've uh, <laughs> developed a very oppressive ways. And I'm, not just, I'm just talking generally. I'm not saying every black man, because that's what you'll say, every black man, every black No, I'm not saying that. Right. Um, but what I'm saying is that it's, it's far too many and far too much. And what's going to be mm-hmm. left is, you know, the black women who are looking at the sex, looking at, you know, about the, uh, even if, I mean, I think black people have a 70% divorce rate, and the lowest right. divorce rate for interracial couples is between white men and black women. I think there's like a 44% divorce rate. So actually black women have a higher chance of success in marriage if they're married to white men than black men. <laughs> and, so, right. and so what's going to happen is that the best of the black women are going to be leaving. And what's going to be left behind are the ones that have been so damaged or the ones that... So well, let, me, well, let me ask you this. What, what, what you said your name was again, sister? I'm this lady. Lady? I mean, it's been socially mislady. It's been socially constructed, but people have insisted uh-huh. on being stupid and insisted on remaining scared and insisted on, on, on not trying enough and having perseverance. And I think there's a lot of jealousy from black men toward black women. There's a lot of hatred, jealousy, and envy. I think a lot of them want to be women, to be honest. But the thing, I think there's a lot of, um, and so, you know, they call women all kind of names. They talk about their appearance. 
you know, it, you know, right. they talk about the sexuality, they talk about, I mean, anything from hair hats to being mm. fat, obese, to being old, to being a prune, to being a hoe, to being a it's, I don't hear other men in other races throwing, uh, talking about their women like that. They have better sense. They don't. That, that, they that, have that, no that, reason uh, to. That that's absolutely that's absolutely uh correct and, and thanks for your call, Miss Lady. Um that that you know, that's absolutely correct and that's something that, that I've noticed. There is a contingency of black men out there who uh seem to have this sense of jealousy and envy when it comes to, to black women and, and again it goes back to the point we were just talking about, um, M. L. Smith, of how they sexualize black women and so because they only see black women as sexual beings, then they they envision these benefits that black women might re- might receive and have access to because of their sex because of their sexuality, as if black women can only function in, function in society if they filter their existence through their sexuality. That goes back to the to the um the way they constructed the black female image when they first, you know, when they first got over here. One thing we have to be honest about is that black women were brought to America for the express purpose of working. And that working was, was, was using their sexuality. That's, that was right. the, that was the express purpose for them coming over here. They weren't, brought, they weren't brought over here to be the light of the home or to be housewives or to fulfill the role of the cult of domesticity. They were, they weren't brought here for that. They were brought here right. for a totally different, totally different reason, and so we have to take those things into um, into consideration. Because one thing I, I noticed is, like, if, for instance, if we talk about the way black women were raped, then black, you know, you'll have black men say, "Well, no, we, we was raped too." I, I, right? We understand that the white man raped black men and black women, but what you what you're failing mm-hmm. to acknowledge is that after that, black men would rape black women. You see, mm-hmm. so that's what we have to what we have to get at. And one thing I heard Dr. Tommy Curry say on it, I was listening to one of his interviews, um, and he said something that we have to start thinking of black men as black men as victims. I I agree with that, but just because you've been victimized by this white man and by this system, it does not entitle you or privilege you. To, victim, to turn and victimize your own community, your own children, and your own women. Nowhere is it written that being a man is going to be easy. Nowhere is that written. Nowhere. There's yeah, a term called not something called that, you have a, that you have a choice in. Go ahead. Right. There, there's a term called self-oppression. And hmm. people who are oppressed, members of, you know, those communities, um, have turned mm. and further oppressed other members of their community. This is nothing new. This, this right. happens. So right. black men right. thinking, oh, we can't oppress you. We can't, um, you know, we can't do anything to you. That is not true. You can do a lot, and they have, um, you know, done right. a lot to to black women. And everything that 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 ha- like, for instance, the feminism movement, the black feminism movement. Excuse mm. me, I, I I disassociate anything. Oh, first of all, Mary, I want to say this. Anybody that has uh-huh. a problem with my language, and I didn't explain this to you earlier, I don't tone police. I curse, I say what I want. Right. Okay, and I know a lot of pe- a lot of people. Right. Oh, you shouldn't talk. When my cursing or lack thereof stops a pig from killing you, we. I, hey, I'm going. I go there with you. Until then, I'm going to say <laughs> what the hell I want to say. How I want to right. say it. 
and that's just how I feel. Right. I'm college educated. I, I have an excellent vocabulary, but I, I say I talk how I want to talk. So I just want to get that out there in case yeah. somebody has an issue. Um, that's just yeah. how it is. But um, this, this right. thing with sub-oppression is like, okay, you can oppress those in your community. And that's, that's, that's one reason why black women, um, you know, they say this thing about welfare. Men like, like talk about, oh, feminism and welfare, you know, you down right. the welfare system, you know, you didn't need us anymore. The thing about that situation mm. is, um, and I think, Kenya, I think you said this one day, if somebody said a woman is not going to leave a secure and stable environment. That's right. Why? Right. If you're, if you're in somewhere safe and secure, leave for what? So the fact that when um, right. this welfare, um, you know, got got um, big with, with, with because they white women came and said, you know, black women, because they needed black women's help in the movement. You know, black women, your men at home beating the hell out of you. So why don't you come over here and get on this aid? You can kick him out, and you can still take care of your kids, and you don't have to worry about being in your home in your four walls being threatened, being abused, having your children abused. So go right. ahead and do that. And the fact that a lot of black women were suffering in that way, grandmothers mm-hmm. and, you know, mm-hmm. who, you know, were suffering, they jumped on that bandwagon. If black homes, those four walls were safe, secure, and happy, regardless of what happened when you went out in the community. Yeah, when black man left that door, he is going to be treated like shit by white society. I understand that. But in those four walls, if the, if the environment was not conducive to you know, them coming in and convincing this black woman to take their help and her saying, you know what, I'm tired of being beat. I'm tired of him coming home drunk, doing whatever to me and these kids. So, yeah, I'm going to go ahead and jump on this program. That way right. I, me and my kids can be safe. And so that that is right. really what fueled the entire system. So when black men say, oh, well, you know, y'all jumped on welfare. Why do they jump on welfare? If you were, even if you're with your husband and y'all struggling and, you know, you working as a maid, he working as whatever, you know, um, on, on trains right. or whatever, even struggling, if you were in a happy home, black women would not have, they would have told that white woman to get the hell out of my door, okay? But she was, right. she, like you said, she was emotionally abused. She was physically abused. She was uh, uh, tired of being in that particular situation. So that's what happened. They jumped on that bandwagon. So everything that has happened that today, you know, black men want to say, you should have did this, you should have stuck by me. I'm not going to stick by somebody who is using me as his as his punching bag to take out the frustrations that white white supremacy has put on you. We're supposed right. to be in this together. Right. We're supposed to be, right. you know, um, me or you against the world type of, type of mindset. Okay, so people are going to struggle. People are going to go through things, but as long as it's me and you and, and, and we good and we supporting each other, it don't matter what we're going through out in the world. We, we got each other, but that's not the way it was. So I can't blame right, right. And so when black women, you know, got to with the feminism and all that, I can't blame them. And today, this is what I tell men. I, I don't claim to be a feminist. I don't. That, that's just me personally. Right. However, I can't blame or say nothing to a black woman that, that claims black feminism because why Why did she have to uh, uh, claim the label? She did it because you drinking the white man's patriarchy. Okay? Exactly. You are, that's, you are literally, and, that, and that's the thing we want to ignore. That's what they want to. That's, right. that's they, what they, 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 they want don't, to. They ignore. don't understand. They, you know, black man told me one day, patriarchy is just the fact that when you get married, a woman take your last name, and you know the kids take your last name. I said, baby, if that's what you think it is, we can't even have a conversation because you're ignorant. Okay, that's right. not what patriarchy is. But, patriarchy is a system <laughs> like like white supremacy, right. like capitalism. It's on the same hand that subjugates people. 
Now, white supremacy subjugates you because you're black and you're colored. Patriarchy subjugates you because you don't have a penis. I, and I don't right. understand why men and, don't and understand because they, it's not but, them. But you know what? Let me Not to cut you off, Emil, let me get in. Um, go ahead, go ahead. The, um, patriarchy uh, predates racism, and that's something, and that's something that, that we ignore too. When we go back to the, to the 13 colonies and the founding, and the founding of, this, of this country, uh, slavery, for the lack of a better term, slavery was, was not based on race. It was not a racial dynamic. Slavery was a religious dynamic. Slavery was based on religion. So, for instance, if you went and if you if you are if, if, like because you know you, we gotta we gotta put these things in in context because you had the Crusades that was that was that was going on too. Yeah, you had all you had all these different um, religious factions warring 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 against each other. So if you went and you said, okay, we're uh, we're, we're Muslims, so we're going over here to convert these infidels. Over here in, in, in this in this African country, and uh-huh. so we're gonna go over here and subject and subjugate them, and they're gonna bow to the, to to to, to uh, Allah, the only God, or they're gonna go under this sword. And so what they would do, they would they would go kill kill all those who wouldn't um, who wouldn't convert, enslaved enslave uh, the women and the women and children, and and the, and those men that converted, hey, they converted. So most of uh, the slaves that, that 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 came that came over here, um, I hate to use the word slave, but mo- most of those that that came over here at at that at that time, they were uh, they were women. A lot of people a, a lot of people don't a lot of people don't don't know that the women the women that uh-huh. came over here and, and and it wasn't just black women it was white women too it was you know um, the women that the women that came over here they were brought over here in in, in, in stocks and bonds. Just like the just like the male servants, though patriarchy is it, it is the foundation of white supremacy. We acting like exactly. as if uh, patriarchy isn't an issue. The the issue is race. When they only con- when they only constructed race to continue the patriarchal construct. That's that's the only reason why they why they created the the the, the, uh, the racial dynamic. Racism was created to control. The, to control Europeans, it was not. It was not invented to control Africans. They were already controlling Africans. They are. They were already uh, plundering, plundering Africa. Africa been being invaded. So, it, so it, that's not why they created race. They created. They created race because the European aristocracy would would mistreat uh, would mistreat their subjects. The the, the European the other Europeans. Like you had you had mm-hmm. several revolutions that went down and um that went down in Europe. You had the you had the French Revolution. So that, that's what the, that's what these things uh these things go these things go back to. And so when we want to just leave patriarchy as just like a little side thing that don't need to be focused on, we just need to focus on racism because it's the white man. What what what's the, what's the difference? It, it makes no difference for black women if when you get rid of the white man, you start doing you start operating in the white man patriarchy. And that's, exactly. and that's like the thing I don't, yeah. you know, I don't understand. There's a whole, there's a whole other way we can look and view um, black family, black manhood, black womanhood in, in a way that is, that is functional, constructive, and equitable. That, why, why can't we do that? Why? We, that's, something that, that's something that we can do, but you don't want to do it because you have an interest, a self-aggrandizing interest in, in the, uh, the idea of patriarchy 
even when it's something that you have not been able to experience as a black man in America. Yes, that that that's it. I got twenty five minutes left for the show. You. I think we have a caller. A caller? Yeah. Okay, yeah. Okay, 832. Um, I'm bringing you on. Be brief with your comment. Hello? Hello. Hey, hey, how you doing? How you doing, General Amiri? What's up, man? You know who this is. This is Chad, man. How you doing? Oh, what's up? Okay, this is the OG Chad. What's going on, Chad? What's up with your player? I'm glad I'm glad you know I'm coming. I know I know you got something to say. What you got to say? I'm calling the big warfare. Nah, man. Listen, man. <laughs> Listen, bro. This is the thing. This is the thing. And okay. I agree with a lot of this, what's been said. However, that 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 that. Okay. That, uh, comment about uh, you know the the whole you know basically orientating young girls into being submissive and so on. That's that's not true, and that that's actually dependent on who and what age group you talk to. Most dudes do not mm. have any problems with their children and their daughters being submissive to a man. Okay, that is absolutely false when a chick says that. Most especially dudes in my age. I don't I don't I would hope my daughter would be. You know, and and then we have to define what submissive. See, this is the problem with these conversations. These conversations are always done within the construct of Western culture, education, Western culture. Period. Right. What is right. it? That, what is it? What's the dynamic outside of what? It's, 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 the only way I can equate it is to a board game. If you're playing the inventor mm. of Monopoly in chess. I mean, our, our inventor right. of the board game Monopoly in his game, Monopoly. Okay, mm-hmm. how are you going to beat him? Are you going to try to devise your own method, or are you going to use his rule book to try to beat him at a game he invented? Mm. How are you going to do it? So all of these conversations that we keep having, we have these conversations, oh, well, I should think we should do this, and man, you know, I, you know, I don't think black men should do this, and you know, they shouldn't be talking right. like pimps and all. Okay, I understand what you're saying, and I agree <laughs> with you. Right. But now you have to deal with the, the, the you know, you're not going to change. I don't care what you say out of your mouth. Black women, mm-hmm. black men, I don't give a damn what you say out of your mouth. You're not going to change 6,000 years of colonialism with an expression mm-hmm. or a saying or a popular verse or a cliche. You're just not going to do it. So now let's right. let's say black women. This is this is my question that I pose to black women. Let's say that we did it your way. Let's say that we we eviscerated all of the negative negative things going on amongst amongst black men. Okay, are you saying that you'll be able to function and produce healthy families still within the Western culture construct and produce healthy men and healthy boys if we held the door open for you and pumped the gas and Carried the trash bags and did all the stuff for you. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Are you right. uh, would, would 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 that change anything? Would that change mm. anything? And that's what we have to deal with. We have to stop trying to settle these issues using somebody else's instruction manual. You can't do it. Mm. We can't do it right. within the constructs of a culture that colonized us. Yeah, I understand. I hear what you're saying, brother. Yeah, slavery happened because of religion. Slavery happened because they wanted to make get some work out of your ass. 
They brought they brought black women over here to produce. They, you know what I mean? They brought black yeah. women over yeah, here yeah. to produce the muscle. That's, you that's, know what the, I'm that's the simpler version. Yeah, yeah, you're um, right. Go ahead. They, um, that's what they brought them over there. Black women were strictly used to produce the muscle that was needed to right. pick that tobacco, pick that cotton, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Kill the weeds, build yeah. barn, do all that stuff. That's what they. That's what you know the role that y'all played in this. So I mean, right. okay, we got that. We know what slavery is. We know what all of that is. Now we have to devise a system of thinking. See, it's a big difference in dealing with a bunch of stereotypes and dealing with the archetype. Certain things are not just right. black men's opinions. Certain things are the actual truth. Yeah, you're producing children, black women that are graduating from school in the 12th grade, but they don't know how to read a 6th grade textbook. That's not my opinion. That's an actual fact. Yeah, right, but, but Chad, that's a, that's a, that's a failure of the educational system. That's not a failure of black women. Yeah, that's but, a that, failure that, of the but that doesn't system. have, first of all, you are already failing if you're relying on the educational system to teach your children. You're, you're already failing. How are you going to ask well, a man who's failing? Hold on, hold on, hold on, yeah. that because how, how am I how am I feeling if I'm expecting the government to deliver what I'm paying them for? The, ed, ed, we talk about education as if it's free, but education is not free. My tax dollars go to to, to the edu, to the education program. Now, hey, listen, me, I can opt out my I can opt out my tax dollars from the educational system. Then 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 you then you would have a point. Like it or not, black people are still. Um, Beholden to the beholden beholden to the system, and, and we have a system that said. Matter of fact, if if I don't sit, if I don't send my child to school, the police coming to see me. I, I can't tell them well. Okay, I'm educating my kids okay, like okay, well, can, I, can I say something? Can I say something? I understand I educate our own children. I understand what Chad is saying when he is saying if you are relying upon your your known sworn historical enemy to educate your kids, you're already losing. And I believe that black people, even if they don't know that on a conscious level, they know that on a subconscious level because we send our children to school and when they come home, we tell them the things that go unsaid. We tell them the things that they will not learn, but that are absolutely vital that every black person must know. So on on a level, we are doing that. But my other point is that... I wish a man would come to my house talking about, I'm going to lock you up. Because you ain't sending your kid to my school. What? It's like Negro. Okay, you don't get away from my girl. You know what I'm You're going to jail. You're going to you're going to jail. I I I get I get that. Um, you know what I'm saying? Check this like out. Hold on, hold on, hold on. I have to address what you know what what, what Kenya just said because a thought just came to me. We understand the history of the history of slavery, and and this is the really the crux of the of the precarious position we're in. We've had to depend on our sworn enemy for everything, everything. When the first slaves were 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 emancipated, how do we surmise they were, they learned to 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 read and to write so they could build a Black Wall Street? They just didn't start. English is not our native language, so if so if slaves are are, are reading, um. Documents written in English so, so that they could make the money to build a black Wall Street. A white, an English person, a white person had to teach them that. 
and 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 that and that goes back to the thing. If if we view everything through such through such a linear through such a linear view, we automatically concede ground to our oppressor. And it, and, and this goes back to the, to the way You're we see, that now. to the way we perceive the struggle. But go, and what way am I doing that now? That? If, 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 if you're trying to address all of these intricate issues going on with black people by using mm-hmm. the system of thinking in law and every other institution that he has in place, then you're wasting your time. Mm-hmm. You have to remove yourself from that thinking. You have to remove yourself totally. You have to unplug. You know what I mean? Right. Sit up there and sit up. I yeah. mean, I'm not saying you in particular. I'm not saying black women. I'm not accusing nobody. But it's almost like, right. you know, it's like you're sitting there with your hand on the extension cord, you, you just, your, your extension cord plugged into the socket, and you sitting there vibrating because your ass getting shot with 10,000 volts, and you sitting up here talking about, oh, ain't no problem. I just put a Band-Aid on it after I feel you. It's like, listen, mm. listen, you gotta, <laughs> y'all got to wake up. You got to unplug, man. You have to unplug from this man's. You can't believe in this man's economic system. You can't believe in this man's educational system. You can't believe in this man's patriarchal system. You can't believe in none of that. Because as long as you're trying to solve yourself, you know, you're trying to solve your problems within the shoebox, you still ain't out of the damn shoebox. You still inside of it. Yeah. You still need, yeah, I got the answer. Yeah, I know I know the answer. Yeah, I got the right, answer. Girl. I, I, and then your ass is still sitting up in the shoebox. You know what I'm saying? Right. You I, still I, there. Yeah, I understand that. You know what I'm saying? I understand so that. Sir, in but, order but, to resolve but it goes back to issues, it goes back to the methodology that we use. I I I, I, I totally listen. But, oh, let me say this because the goal of every African descended African descended person, black person, Negro, for the lack of a better term, whatever you identify yourself as. The goal should be uh, how do we get out of this this quagmire? How do we get out of this out of this shoebox? But what we but what we also must understand is how do we acknowledge when we've made progress in that effort? If we cast the effort as uh, as a, as a as a one trick pony or as a a a a a a, a, a a once in a lifetime deal, then we won't make it. We won't make any headway. I think we have we have exactly. to understand that progress must be measured in inches and not in in not yards. So and so before we can talk about getting out of this shoebox and, and and having our own shoebox, we've got to conquer this shoebox. It's just it's, it's like it's like a video game. You can't you, you can't conquer. You can't really you're tell gonna, you're gonna have to absolute. You're not gonna be able to conquer. Nothing That's is what in, I'm saying. You're gonna you're gonna have to absolutely deny it. Well, then, well, then it's, well, then it's hopeless. Well, well, you said it. I ain't said. Listen, hey, listen. Okay. You go to countries like North Korea, China. Mm-hmm. Those countries don't right. allow America to go over there. They don't, there's certain countries on this planet that will not allow Western culture to build a camp within their country or to come over there and influence their culture in any way. We, you I have to it. be that way. You're dealing with a man who is going to bring himself in his truest nature, in his truest essence, in his spirit. To who you are. So when he coming, if he coming and he got a plague or a virus, all of y'all are gonna die. You see what I'm saying? Mm. So what's the yeah, what's yeah. the cure? You wanna know what the cure is? The cure is you're gonna have to detach yourself away from this man. Then you're gonna be have to be able to then you'll be able to address the roles in family and what manhood is and what womanhood is, and what being a daughter. You're trying to do all of that stuff right now within the confines of still being in colonialism. 
You're mm-hmm. still trying to do all of that stuff within the confines of being in 477 years of colonialism. I don't care what you think, right. black woman. Your ass, I don't care how much you get paid, what your title is. <laughs> Listen, you right. know what I'm saying? I like Angela Rye. I think Angela Rye is brilliant. She's brilliant. Mm-hmm. But she works for the government. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. As brilliant as yeah. she is, the, the next two generations that Angela Rye p- will produce will be beholden to the government or to, you know, the the way of thinking that, you know, she's, she's taught them and, right. and, and left as a legacy. That's what I'm saying. We mm. have to go outside right. of the box. Period. That's the, that's no, the I, okay, I, I, all I, of these you, you mean, you mean, you mean, you mean thinking, you mean thinking outside the box or, all or, or literally that's outside why I had, the box? Outside, literally outside of the box. And that's why I have mm. so many problems with people having so many, you know, issues with Dr. Even though Dr. Yeah, Dr. Umar, he probably was, a, you know, a gap artist. He probably was a snake charmer. You know what I'm saying? He probably did this. But the basis of what he was saying as far as teaching young boys and trying to isolate those boys, those black men child, those male child and, and children, mm. and, and, and teach them what they need to know to be men, that was not a bad idea. That's sort of what Marcus Garvey was pointing to and what he was alluding to. Hey, man, we need to hop right. our ass back on the ship, and we need to just go and leave everything. Leave your jaws, leave your socks. Let's just go. We out. You but know that, what I'm saying? Uh, nah, that's, yeah, right, right. I, I, I get that, but that, that, that wouldn't have worked either. I keep, I, I tell, that wouldn't have worked, brother. That was not going to work. Because yeah, it would work. Well, we about, about, you know why it would work? I'll tell you why it some, wouldn't work. I don't think yeah, it would work yeah. because it's not. It's, it's, the thing is not. We don't need one man to be equipped to equip yeah, all of our boys. I understand it. I understand it. I understand it. I understand it. about the systems of, 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 gover- of governance 
in economics and finance that exist on that exist on the planet, we're talking about um, an an illusion that's predicated upon the game of monopoly. That, the, the the true natural resource on the planet is humans. It's always been humans. Exactly. If we, if we say exactly. that gold, if we say that gold is, a, is is the greatest natural is the is the most precious metal and it's a it's a natural resource, it still takes human energy and human ingenuity to get that gold out of the ground. I agree. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. All right. So, um, right. So so that's why I'm saying. They, they so even if you go, even if we would have went even if you go they run in Africa now they run in Africa they, like like the sisters just said they just killed Gaddafi for trying to start for, for trying to start a central bank this is a this is a very uh, intricate you still, and complicated you still have problem to be and away that from the system. you you still want to get the away from the system I agree, I, I agree with that I to, I totally I, I totally uh, agree with that like I said I'm, I'm not way. against I'm not against black separatism. I'm not. What, all, what I'm against is, is, is the methodology that many espouse in the pursuit of that. I think it's something that, that you have to uh, do in a way that's, in a way that's uh, stealthy, subtle, surreptitious, and in a way that's, that's going to be effective. For example, we oftentimes will talk about um, getting, reparations, getting reparations for black people. But then when we talk, but then when we we already know that 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 we're in a white supremacist construct, and we talk about getting reparations for reparations for black people, and then we automatically um, frame it as a black issue when you can use codified language to get reparations and not even have to call it reparations and not even have to say that this is for black people. For like if I if I was putting together a reparations package, this would be my this would be my thing. The first thing I would do. I would put together an ad campaign that would show the uh, the horrors in the in, 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 that black people have went through uh, through chattel slavery, through uh, Jim Crow, through colonialism and imperialism. That's the first thing I would do. The second thing I would do, I would, I would codify my language, and I wouldn't call it reparations. I would call it something else. If you notice, that's what the LGBT community did. If, if back in the early 2000s, they they, they categorized um, the issue of same-sex marriage. They would call it they would call it gay marriage. And and if you noticed, Listen, it, it Mary, still was unpopular. Do not talk to me. But, please do not talk to me about Foxy Boy is on boy. Do not deal with them things. <laughs> <laughs> no, but let me let me let me make a point though. Let me let me make a point though. 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 But then, as as that the public responded to the different terms that they used, they started calling it marriage equality. And so when you and so when they categorized it as as, as something else within the American lexicon, it took on a, it, the perception of it changed. We have to do the same thing. So it's, we can't just we got to do it because we because we black. No, there's a there's a more sophisticated way you can tackle these issues and actually get some and actually get something done. And rep, that's just one one example of. Of, well, of, we can't uh, do it via what money. I'm saying. You can't. You, we can't do it via economics. Mm. We, we can't do it why via economics. That? I mean, why I say that? 
You try giving a yeah. hundred thousand Negroes five hundred thousand dollars a piece that live in the hood. <laughs> Go on, oh, yeah, I dare you to do it. Go ahead and do it. Like that Dave Chappelle skit. you see Negroes landing planes in their yard and all kinds. Listen, man, we can't yeah. do none of that. You know what I mean? We right. can't do we can't do any of that within the construct of what this man is set up. Money is not going to be right. the salvation for black people. But 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 reparations, it wouldn't even have to be it wouldn't have to be uh it wouldn't have to be financial. It could be in you know, through through other means. Are we talking about uh uh education, land, real quantifiable resources yeah, that we can actually use on it on the international marketplace other than uh, white fiat dollars that's owned by the exactly. Federal Reserve. See, but we all have five make, make the last point. Go ahead. Go and get Raheem three hundred fifty thousand if you want. Jeez, <laughs> I'm about to go double up. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, 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 yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> we we too far right, gone. Yeah, I mean, we, we yeah, too yeah, far gone in that department. Yeah, so it's mm. like, man, you know, as far as all of the other stuff, man, concerning women and how y'all feel about what men want and and and, and the feminism and the way we doing wrong. And, listen, we we listen. Y'all have to be vulnerable, and I keep I say that all the time. You have to, if you mm-hmm. really want a man and you love a man, do you need to be vulnerable enough to tell him? Don't try to send out mm-hmm. no little, you know, solve this riddle first, and then you can be with me. No, you need to be woman enough yeah. to say what it is that you want. That's the only way you're gonna get. Right. If you, if that's your expectation of a dude, hey man, I want a dude to be committed to me. I don't want you to do. You need to be able to say that. Don't leave nothing up for chance. Right. Don't 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 sit up there and assume that oh well he dressed nice and his eyes is nice. Girl, he got a nice haircut. So <laughs> that that means he going he going to be committed to you. You know what I'm saying? Right. No. Yeah, you're right though. Say you, what you, you want. You're right. I agree with you on that. Yeah, you but know I, say I, what you want. But I I appreciate I appreciate I appreciate the uh the call chat, but we get into the last 3 minutes so uh, I'm going to let um, you know, and MF. You know I'm a cut. Yeah. You know, I'm digging your bones in the book, man. So go ahead, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right. Um, yeah, but I, I mean, I, I, agree, I agree with some of what, uh, some of what, what Chad had to say. He always brings an interesting perspective to any conversation, any topic. Um, ML Smith, I, I'm gonna let you say your piece, and then Kenya, um, you can close it. You can close the show out. Okay. Oh, uh, okay. Um, I, and actually, I did um, basically agree with Chad on a lot of what he said. Um, I wanted to, he, yeah. he brought something to my mind about the education system. I wanted to talk about that. A couple of weeks ago, there was a story, and a little boy, a middle schooler, his teacher, this mm-hmm. white woman, said something to him in class because he was being bad about they're going to lynch him in class. I don't know the details, but he mm-hmm. didn't tell his mother. Yeah, I think I heard something about that. He felt like he would get in trouble. So the thing is, we send right. our children to be educated by our oppressors. And not only that, we send our children to submit to these white women, because mainly all the teachers are white women. We send our children to submit to white women to revere, admire, and look at a white woman in awe, and 20 years later you're surprised when your son wants a white girl. That, that, right. you're, 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 you're telling your children, of course kids need to be respectful wherever you go, whatever you do, act like you got some sense. However, they should not be at school, that little boy should have been at school thinking, so scared of this, his mother and this woman that if I tell my mom, I'm going to get in trouble. 
that, that he should have immediately felt comfortable enough to go to his mother, but he's been instilled with the fact that this teacher is like God. She is, you know, the ruler of me right. while I'm in this school, and my parents are second to that. And so we, we, we teach our children to submit to these people, and we're surprised right. when, you know, not not just wondering why people, went, when they grow up docile and old, colored love, love is love type shit. Okay, we are instilling right. this in our kids when we're sending them to these people to get educated, and and it, it doesn't make any any logical sense. You know, my son when he was my son went to a predominantly white school when he was in you know uh, elementary, junior high, and high school, and you know he's even um, told me some things that happened with some teachers by the time he got to high school, some issues like the nurse was you know bothering him one day, and he didn't tell me, but you know yeah. what, he took care of it. He took, he knew, see, he knew if he came and told me, I was going to act a donkey up there because I'm ignorant. I ain't got no sense, especially when it comes to my child, so I don't, I don't play the game. <laughs> so he actually, yeah. he took care of it. You know, he went and he went over that woman's head to the next person and was like, look, she's bothering me, blah, blah, blah. We have to teach our kids, even if we're in, you know, everybody can't get up and, and relocate to Africa. And, you know, I'm, 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 I'm right. actually in this investment group and we invest in some things over there. We all can't get up and move, and I understand that. However, we need to free our minds. We need to instill in our children, these people are not God. You get up and go, to, even if you go to school every day, they are not, you come and tell me what's going on. I'm going to come to the school to see. You know, we just, like, give give them away. You know, because we, we're working, we're tired, we're doing all that, and I understand all that, but, but but we have to stop that, you know, thinking these people are for us, thinking they are going to educate our children the way that, that, that they need to be. They're not, you know, and so we just have to get off of that uh, mindset of, um, you know, thinking, I'm not saying all white people are bad, that's not my point, but everybody is in the same system, and those who benefit from it, like black men with the, with the male privilege, White people and white women benefit off of white supremacy, so they aren't even concerned about the fact that they are instilling in your child to be um, submissive and subservient. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Maybe, the, you know, but yeah. it, it's happening. It's subliminal. It's happening. So we definitely need to get to a point where we try to separate ourselves from those mindsets as much as physically, you know, we're here, but as much as possible, it's like, you know, right now we're in Rome, do as you, you know, do, do as Romans do. We got to get away from that. We got to get to a point where, you know what, right. I'm going to have autonomy with my kids and with my home and with my life. So I kind of did agree with right. um, uh, uh, him him on that. Okay. Uh, yeah, we, what, you know, we, we're going to tackle, we're going to tackle that because it's something that, you know, that, that, I, that I talk about, uh, you know about 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 a lot, and and that is uh, black separatism. Um, and like I said, it's, it's it's not something that uh, you know that that I'm that I'm against. And like I said, it's it's the methodology that 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 I look at. Um, I tend to be a pragmatist with the way I with the way I approach uh, problems, and I don't believe that that doing something. Uh, just because it's black is is necessarily better, if that if it's not being effective for me, it's it's about what it's about what works. And as it stands as it stands right now, um, even when we talk about um, about education, because white supremacy is the is the dominant paradigm, it it dominates uh, 
education globally. Even even when even when we talk about globally uh, edu- education, white people education, we're still talking about a global phenomenon. We're still talking about that. So, for instance, if we wanna if we if we start to build a black nation, in order for that black nation to do business internationally to 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 generate revenue, it has to deal with with uh, the education system that that's that's set up uh, by white people globally that that orients international economic and international trade. So you still can't we still can't get away from it. If we those types of uh-huh. of, uh, of of things are only going to lead to our um, we just, we'll we'll have our own stuff, but we'll still be in a in a in a in a um subservient state. But we we're gonna have a show on that one day. But um, can you, you can go ahead and close the okay. show out? We we actually went over time, but it's it's all good. I enjoyed having you on, uh, Smith, and um, you know, great, great great liberators look to to having you on um, you know, having you on again. Um, you can go ahead well, and close the, the show out, can you? You're welcome. Okay. Um, my closing thoughts are that you know, the solution to fixing the black community cannot rest on black women taking L's. It cannot rest on black women taking one for the team. That is what we have traditionally right. done. It has not worked. So when when there is effective leadership and you have been doing something, whether it's been six years or 6,000 years, like Chad said, effective leadership mm-hmm. will say, okay, this is not working. And that is when we organize and re-strategize. We do something completely different. We, you know, we do think outside of the box. That's what we have to do. But we can't think outside of the box and, and you know, have it, the thinking outside of the box be for women to, you know, mm-hmm. sacrifice everything about herself so that everybody else can be happy. I don't understand how people right. don't understand that if a nation can rise no higher than the way it treats its woman, then the solution cannot rest on women prostrating themselves before black men and then you know that's supposed to be an elevation of the community it, it isn't right we have to figure uh, um, out a different I, way I, there I, would I not be that. a double standard if black women were not being treated differently so there is you cannot deny male privilege it, it just exists you know right. what people do is they deny that it exists instead of saying what they really feel, which is I know it exists, but I don't want it to change. Mm. That, that, that's true. Yeah. It, it goes that goes back to the you know to to the dynamic with you know white people, um and 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 and, and white privilege. But um I enjoyed the show. I enjoyed both both my lovely uh co-hosts for the day. You know Kenya. You know it's always a pleasure. And um, ML Smith, like like I said, I, I enjoyed having you on, and I appreciate uh, appreciate your insight, and um, yeah. you know we look forward to doing it again. So that's been this this week's episode, okay. Black Male Privilege in the in the Black Community. We'll be back here same um, same time next next Sunday, spitting that hot fire. So appreciate all the callers, uh, the callers, and the listeners, and the listeners today. I bid y'all Godspeed. Godspeed.